Today we are starting a multi-part series for the fall season that serves the tea on shadow work. We'll start by discussing what it is and why we think it's so important that we all do this work. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. Hey, Belinda, what's in your cup this week? In my cup, I have my new, it's not really full, it's looking towards uh, Samhain. It's my Witch's Brew Tumbler, which has a little cauldron and bubbles coming out of it. I'm drinking iced water. And in my life cup, I gotta say, I've had a pretty amazing week, which just makes me smile because when we were doing our new moon ceremony just the other week, we were asked to picture what our perfect day would look like and then what it would take to get there and reverse it back. And I, for some reason, thought that that would be like a couple years down the track uh, of that perfect day. But no, I've had those perfect days this week of being able to work, to get my writing done, to do things with my grandson to take care of responsibilities around the house, my garden. And each day I've been able to go to bed thinking, that was pretty remarkable. That was pretty good. I can't wait to see what tomorrow is. And I think uh, part of it is just deciding that that's the day you're going to have. And I think also I looked at my long to-da list and I said, okay, these are the priorities and that's it. And my priorities weren't like 10. They were like, one or two priorities. And this is something that Christy, I know you try to get me to do for what the past year, especially (laughs) when we were doing coaching. So I want you to know, I might be a little slow, but it clicked. And I was just like, it's been good. I got things done. There was very far less forgetting of things and being on top of things. And so yeah, it's been great. And then just preparing my house, I have a visitor coming. I get to pick him up tomorrow from the airport, huh? And so we'll get to spend a couple of days together. So I'm excited. It's a great time to be alive. What about you, Christy? What's in your cup? Well, today I am drinking from my lizard tumbler um, and I just have ice water in it. It is still hot as you know what outside down here in Florida. So drinking all the water I can. And in my life cup, I made a big announcement, like actually made it public for kind of personal life, but it it affects us too, as far as Starlight and Moonbeams and everything. And that is that I will be embarking on van life in just two more months in November. And you knew I was doing this. We've been talking about it for quite a while. And a few people, other people knew it, but I just finally put it out there into the world. Um, So it it really felt like it came from the 5D, you know, where it's in the dream world still. It's in the spirit realm where everything's coming together. And by making that announcement, I really brought it, it into the 3D physical world. Like, this is happening. This is really happening. Um, And it feels amazing. Some people, a few people don't get it, but that's okay because it's not their life. It's mine. And I've been able to come to that after 
a great deal of healing, um, including a lot of shadow work, which is what we will be talking about today. But it was interesting that you said you were talking about, um, you know, priorities and just picking the most important ones. And I've kind of been the same way um, for getting ready for all of the things going on because the van life is just one part of a lot of the major announcements we have coming. And, you know, getting ready for my trip out west to see you and all of that, you know, it's all just been a series of, okay, there's all these things to do. What is most important for today? And you can't let yourself get bogged down in all the things that need to be done between now and whatever you're looking at. Um, Because that can really just be so overwhelming and just weigh you down that you don't want to do any of it. And so Mm -hmm. focusing on just, okay, yeah, all these things can be done, but what is most important? What has priority today? And focusing on those. And it's just so much more peaceful to live that way than to get carried away with all of the anxiety and the, that just hustle culture has given us, you know, that we, we got to be doing something, doing, 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 and it has to be perfect. And, you know, when a lot of times so many things that we put our time and effort and energy into just ends up not even really mattering. Like that wasn't, it ends up being such a minor thing. So yeah. And it's just really interesting that you had said that because um, one of the people who doesn't quite get what I'm, why I want to do van life, she texted me last night and she goes, okay, I kind of get it. You're not chasing a person or thing. You're chasing peace or you're looking for peace or something like that. And I was like, and this is very profound for me, all of you listening because this is, I've never been like this in my life until recently, but my, I really felt into it. I was like, you know what? No, I have peace. I have been living in peace. Peace is inner. It comes from inside. You it's, there's pretty much everything that you really want comes from inside. It's not something you can find from out there. And so, no, that's not what I'm after. What I am excited about is just living and being. Yeah. And that's why I want to do it. You know, I've I, I've been in a pretty peaceful place for the most part for the last couple of years now. Um, after going through all of this healing and everything. And that part I feel good. So one, that takes us into what we're talking about today, if you want to get there too. But two, it it's just so empowering and so exciting to say, you know what? I actually feel at peace. I, you know, like you said, when you go to bed, it's like, that was a good day. I can't wait to do it again. And you just know you're in your right place. Yeah. So yeah, that's my life cup. Um, We will be making more announcements um, in October. October is a big month for us. So I'm I'm really excited for everything we have going on. And um, it's setting us up for an amazing 2024 um, for us and for all of you guys listening, all of you ladies listening. I hope we have some guys listening too. But yeah, anyway, that's <laughs> that's my car. <laughs> I was like, we do have really big things coming in October. It's it's my birthday, right? So we're gonna celebrate. Oh yeah, and, yeah. That's the priority, right? <laughs> no, yeah. we have some. I can't wait for the stuff like that's coming up. I'm so excited to see it just happen and to be part of it and the energy that'll come from it. I think that's one thing I wanted to add. And I think you'll agree is I went to bed having those, those days and the priority. I noticed that I, there was something that I felt a lack of and I didn't miss it. That, you know, that, that, the holding of the mm. breath, the the constant guilt of, oh my gosh, I could be doing more. And the constant bombardment in the back of your head of the to-do list, that wasn't there because mm-hmm. I was, it's almost like my body knew, okay, I'm going to get there, but it's not a priority right now. And so it was nice to kind of unclench and get things done and go to bed not feeling guilty that I hadn't done things, but right. feeling that satisfaction 
and contentment that I had made a difference, that I had done something. So yeah, it's remarkable the change in our body, like even when we make that mindset change. And so I'm, I know for me, I'm excited to hear more about your tales, like for van life and the things that you'll experience, the things you'll get to feel. You know, I'm sure that there is, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And I'm sure a lot of worries that are involved, but the freedom that you'll feel to be able to do things like this is what you've worked so hard for. You know what I mean? You've mm-hmm. been surviving. I yeah. think all of us, we live to survive. Now you're living to thrive. And not only are you right. you're doing that, but you're, you're elevating, like you're leveling up in such a way that is, it's going to be beautiful to, to witness through you. So I'm excited for you. Aw, that was sweet. Um, yeah, I'm ready to just expand my world, expand my life. It is what I've wanted to do for so long. And you just get to a point where you, you stop expecting things to be perfect or completely lined up all your ducks in a row or someone to come along and just say here here's everything you need go do it you know sometimes most of the time you really just have to make the choice we hold our own keys to our handcuffs or to our chains that hold us back you know we we have it right there we're the ones who can free us so funny i just had this image in my mind of mama duck right and Petra, can you see her mama duck and she has her little baby ducklings and they're right behind when are those ducks ever in a straight line when are they ever in a perfect line when mama duck has to move and like to cross over a path or something are those ducks in perfect line they're not there comes a point where she just has to start walking and then they fall in line or they as close as they can. And I think that's just a beautiful imagery of sometimes we miss out on things because we wait for our ducks to be in a row. We wait for them to be perfect, yeah. perfectly aligned. And it's not that's not how it goes. You do the best, you prepare, you do everything you can. There's a semblance of a line there. And then that next step, it all falls in, I think, once you take that step. And so... Thank you. That was. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. And speaking of, sometimes you wait for the universe or God or goddess or whoever it is you believe in. You know, you pray and you're manifesting and you're doing all of these things to bring it into this reality. But they want us to take that leap. You know, we got to meet them halfway. We got to actually do it. And that's where a lot of my my trust and faith have come from is knowing that, okay, I've made this big leap. I am doing this. And there are a lot of unknowns. There are a lot of mysteries. Um, That's what my mentor said. She goes, well, this is another mystery you're stepping into. See what happens. And I just loved how she said that. Yeah. It's, and just know that, goddess god the universe is going to meet me halfway and provide what i need exactly when i need it so yeah that's actually one thing that i've brought with me from organized religion just one thing and that is that faith that knowing that i can do the best that i can if i do all that i can all within my abilities and capabilities and everything that I can do, that divine source, the goddess, God, that he will make up the difference, that I'm not going to be left hanging, mm-hmm. but I need to do my part. So yeah, just what you said, you know, yeah. you've still, yeah. you just do your part and take that, that step, knowing that you, the universe has your back. Okay, so like we had said in that previous segment, there is always something happening with of starlight and moonbeams, and we can't wait to share what else is coming uh, this month. So make sure you stay on top of it and you know what is going on, um, what our offerings are. We are bringing so much to you guys, and it's all exciting, and it's all just to help you along your find your own path and move along it. So make sure you subscribe to our newsletter to receive our weekly news. 
and updates on our offerings. And sometimes we throw in some exclusive gifts and promo codes for the shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on the app that you're using to listen to this podcast so that you can queue up new episodes as soon as they drop and be sure to follow us on the socials. You can find everything through our link tree in the show notes. And also please consider leaving a review or a comment on this episode so that other listeners know what you enjoyed about it and they might want to tune in too. It helps us so very much when you do that. So thank you. Okay, so let's serve the tea. I know that Christy and I have been talking a lot about this topic. It's something we've mentioned in previous episodes that we would be discussing. And with the Burr months, and now that fall is here, this is the perfect time to finally talk about shadow work, what shadow work is, and why uh, it's important for each of us to to do our own shadow work, the healing that can come from it, and yeah, just why it's so important. So Christy, I know last year we did a retreat. Christy put together this beautiful retreat where we touched on shadow work. We talked about what it was, and it was an amazing weekend. There was a group of us that did it. I still remember some of the amazing feelings and insights that we gained from it. So did you want to start us off on this episode? Get us ready for the shadows? Sure. And I think I'll start just by saying why this is the season for shadow work. Fall is the season of releasing what no longer serves. And anything in our shadow, because it's in our shadow, the fact that it's in our shadow is what we need to release. And so I'll explain that in a minute. But the energy right now for the fall season where we you see out in Mother Nature, the leaves are changing and falling and Mother Earth looks like she's dying. She's letting go. She's releasing. You know, we're at the end of a season, at the end of a cycle, and it's time to let all of those things go so that you can go further deeper within to reflect and figure out what you want to do for the coming year. And so shadow work, it's also very much supported because that's why it's called shadow work um, by, you know, I'm going to say the underworld. I don't want you to take that wrong as thinking like hell um, because that's not what it means. It just means not on the surface. You know, we're going deep. We're going into root causes. We're going into those things that are buried And again, you know, that's what fall is about is going down and within. So that's why we do shadow work now. There's a lot of support to it. There's, it's also very much tied into ancestral work, which is really big at the end of October and early November. Societies and cultures around the world celebrate the ancestors at that time, which we'll get into when we do our Samhain uh, bonus episode. Yeah. But yeah, so that's all the reasons why we call this shadow season. The shadows are growing longer out in, you know, the 3D world, but also that's inviting us to go in to our own personal shadow. And so what is shadow work? What's in our shadows? Our shadows are all of those things that we have about us that we don't like and we have hidden away, to put it in a nutshell. It's the parts of ourselves that have been separated from us, either because uh, we put them there or someone else kind of forced them into there. We've pushed them aside. We've buried them deep because in one way or another, they don't fit the image of what our egos think we should be. So these are things they were mostly done as a child, but not always. Um, Sometimes it's trauma when you're older. Um, But these are the things that ego says you're not supposed to be like that. And it came from conditioning. So we've been conditioned to believe that these things about us are negative or bad or even scary. Or that we won't be accepted or loved. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's when you were little and you were told, um, 
be quiet, little girls aren't loud and crazy and rambunctious like that. So, you know, you start learning to put that part of yourself away, to quiet down, to silence your voice, to not, you know, play your in your full authentic self. And so you hide it away. Um, it's also things like, like for me, you know, very young, I learned that I cannot sing. I cannot carry a tune. I mentioned that when we had our episode with Flora. And so, yeah, I was, you know, told I can't do something. I'm no good at something. And so that thing, I just put it away and believed it. And that's when I still need to heal. But there's a lot of things that we're told you're no good at that we do the same. We shut it down. We hide it away. And it could actually be a gift. You know, it can, there's gold in our shadow because we have put away things that we are actually good at because one person who we believed said we're not, or society said, um, girls don't do that. Or for whatever reason, brunettes don't do that. Or, you know, you don't have the body shape for that or whatever it is. And so we hide that in the shadow. We put that part of ourselves away suppress it put it you know sometimes it's really bad and we we put it in a box and tuck it far far away never to be opened again but there's some really important stuff there and that's why shadow doing shadow work is so important and carl young was a psychotherapist um who really brought forth this idea of the shadow and doing shadow work and what he said is knowing your own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darknesses of other people. So that's something else is when you know your own things that you have suppressed, then it and you start bringing light to them and love to it. Um, that's how you bring it out of the shadow is to love that part of yourself. When you start doing that, then you can see it in other people and it makes it a lot easier to understand where they're coming from and what is going on with them. And so it's in, it goes the other way too. When we can start seeing the light in ourselves, it makes it easier to see the light in other people. If you can't tell, there is so much to say about shadow work and we are um, dividing this up. We said two parts start with, it's going to be more than that. There is a lot to go into. Yeah. When, I know when I think of shadow work and the reason why it's become an important aspect of my own healing is I, I'm a creative. I've always been a creative person. Uh, I'm an author. I, I like, you know, I've said many times words on my life and there's had to be a lot of healing on my part to get there. I remember going like when I think back to my childhood, I remember being in the third grade I don't know how old I would be but being bullied I feel like I was bullied my entire school career but I distinctly remember like when we got down to do things I could draw I could paint um, I had a pretty good eye where I could look a picture in a magazine and and copy it in detail and so I remember and and I remember being theatrical and being part of, well, the teacher wanting me to be part of plays, just very creative and artistic. And every time I did something amazing, uh, these girls, these bullies would take my work, give me their work, which wasn't good, and they would claim mine or uh, tell me that if I didn't do their homework or do it for them, that they would beat me up there was a lot of horrific kind of stuff that, that happened with that. Thank goodness we didn't have social media. So what I learned very early, like very, very early, because I was nurtured before of being artistic. I remember being in um, preschool before I went to um, public school. I remember my kindergarten teacher telling me how talented I was and how good I was at drawing and how proud she was. I remember that Miss Paula, if you're out there, I love you so much. But then going in and then these kids and they, them taking it, I learned very quickly to bury that part in me. I learned you don't shine. You, what's the point of, of being good at anything when it's just taken? I call myself, I, I would catch myself as an adult thinking that, well, I can't do this now. It's been tainted. What's the point? It's ruined and discarding it. Um, what's the point of shining? 
when someone is just going to step in and take credit for it. And so I learned to be small, very, 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 very small. And then add Mm -hmm. other kind of trauma and abuse on that. And it was just compounded. You don't stand out. You don't speak up. You keep a small. It, It even manifested to a point where you don't breathe out loud. You don't make noise. You just be silent. And mm-hmm. if you're around someone who's noisy, they're going to get you hurt. They're going to get you this. A lot of healing, different story. But it brings me back to this whole idea of shadow work that I understand now. And, and I actually read this in a book just recently where the author says one of the ways that our shadows affects us is that it can force our lives and our personalities to be smaller than they could be. Our shadows keep us apart mm-hmm. from who we really are and all of the potential that is available to us. We cut ourselves off from it and we play small. And so to me, you know, I, I, I can't take that back. I can't go back and change things. But I had to heal and be okay with being creative. Um, I had to learn to love my creative side again. I had to learn to speak up for her. I had to learn to speak up and say, um, you may think that, but I love this. And this is how I want things. This is how I'm choosing to express myself. And it's been a long process. And every now and then when I think I haven't, I've handled it or, or I'm in a better place, something will come forward and I'll be like, oh, hello, Shadow. Okay, I'm going to work on you now. But that is, to me, one of those examples of when you, it's important to like, because we talk about it, what you're trying to be is authentic. You're trying to be your most authentic self to, to create magic authentically and to be creative and to create your best life. And the way that you do that is by being whole. It's by reclaiming those parts that someone made you feel was not good enough. And so, yeah. That's why I think shadow work is important. And that's why. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All of that. Everything you just said is absolutely true. Um, And we all do it. As you can tell, we've talked about is your shadow starts forming at a very young age. From the very first time we are scolded or we're told, no, we do not do that. If we learn the lesson, whatever that is, we give it to our shadow self. So our ego, our ego is our very human mind. Our ego is there to protect us and to keep us safe and in our comfort zones. And so what we give to our shadow self, it allows our ego to say and agree, we don't do that because ego wants to fit in. Ego doesn't want to be scolded. Ego doesn't want to get in trouble. Ego doesn't want to be bullied, you know? So ego keeps us small out of protection. So don't, yeah. you know, you don't want to go down the road of blaming your ego and getting angry about this because ego has a place. But a lot of time, ego takes over and um, goes beyond the ego's boundaries, what it's good for. So ego is really good to say, hey, there's a bear chasing you, protect yourself. But ego is not good to say, hey, you really want to do this, but it's very, it's kind of scary and people might laugh at you, so you shouldn't do that. You know, that's when ego oversteps its boundaries. And that's when we start putting things into the shadow. It, it's a coping mechanism that we've all learned, and it's something that we unlearn. And there is gold. That's what Carl Jung said. There is gold. Um, He says, you know, the shadow is likely 90% gold. There, that's, you know, things that you have put away, tucked away. They are strengths of yours that make you stand out. That's why you were told to put them away in the first place was because, like you said, you shine. It's what makes you shine. It's what makes you unique. And so it's all these things that um, we cover up that actually are what makes us us. Yeah. Yeah. And the shadow is not intrinsically evil. By refusing to accept the entire personality, the ego could be considered actually more evil than the shadow. And so that's something that I thought was really interesting to think about. So why, besides what we said, you know, that there is gold in the shadow, Another reason it's really important to do shadow work is because 
eventually you'll be forced to. And so some ways that you can recognize your shadow aspects is when you are triggered. If you have a deep, intense emotional reaction to something, and I'm talking about really intense emotion, that is a trigger of something in your shadow. And so I invite you to stop and think, how did this first begin? Why am I having such a strong emotional response to what this person said or what just happened? You know, what is in there? And what are your emotions reflecting back to you? And you might have to go way down. And that's why it's called shadow work. You might have to go deep into those shadows to figure out what was the very first thing that caused you to feel this way. And now why is it, you know, being triggered now? You can also recognize your shadow aspects in dreams. And this is really interesting, particularly focused on someone of the same sex, because that is a reflection of you in your subconscious mind. So I thought that was very interesting, too, when I was learned that from all of my research on shadow work. Um, anytime you overstate how you're adamantly for or against something, like, I would never do such a thing, or I am absolutely right and nobody could possibly convince me otherwise. That's something to dig into, because why do you feel so strongly about that? Is that from you, or were you conditioned to believe that? Were you conditioned to think that? Were you conditioned to believe that, you know, I would never do that because that's not something good girls do, or that's not something a good mother does, or that's not something, you know, a, a professional does. Okay. And is there merit in there or is that just social conditioning because someone taught you that or society said, you know, you need to look a certain way or whatever. Traits, characteristics, and attitudes you see in others that you loathe or you obsess over because a lot of your shadow is good stuff. So when you are obsessed over um, someone's beauty or their body shape or their athleticism, you know, something good, even their art, you know, how well they do it, that means you, it's just a reflection back to you of what you have within. And so every time you are criticizing or judging someone else, that is a reflection of what you believe about yourself. And it might be the opposite, but it's still reflecting back to you something within that you can go into. So it makes it a great teacher. Like, yeah, shadow work shouldn't be something that you're afraid of either. Even though sometimes when we have to face our, our past or mistakes we feel we've made or the unknown, the things that we've buried, it's not something to be afraid. It's actually a great teacher because it's wanting us to be better. And so it's just a matter of trusting yourself, trusting your intuition that looking at these things will actually help in the long run. It'll free you up. It'll bring you peace and it'll bring healing. And so, yeah, that's kind of the direction I'm going. I just wanted to give um, a couple more things, um, how to recognize shadow aspects. And then we're going to come back to that because it's an excellent, it's exactly why you want to do shadow work. Family shadows, it's often easier to see other people's shadows than your own. And so you look at your family as a whole, as well as individual members. We often inherit shadow aspects. Uh, like fears and doubts and how we view ourselves in the world. I mean, our the very first time we were scolded was most likely by a parent. And that's where we start, you know, either emulating our parents or learning what, how we're supposed to act in society and how we're not supposed to, what's appropriate and what's not. That's when your shadow starts to form. Um, know that whenever you're judging a family member, be sure to look at yourself. And then daydreams and fantasies. And for our author listeners, this includes your stories and your characters. What might you be revealing of your own shadow through your characters' personalities and the events of your stories? And the reason, okay, so now that you kind of know how to recognize your shadow aspects, the reason why you want to do that is because if you don't and you don't learn from them, they're going to keep coming up and it's going to keep being worse because the shadow doesn't magically disappear just because you put something in there doesn't mean it's gone you've just hidden it that's like you know putting your hands over your face and saying oh where did I go where did I go peekaboo you're still there it's still there just because you're not acknowledging doesn't mean it's gone 
And so eventually it will come out and it can come out very ugly. And it can also, you know, cause anxiety and guilt and fear and depression. And that's a really big thing. Um, when I think that's the main reason why I've avoided that dark, deep pit of depression for so long now is because I see when there's something in my shadow, it's something to be addressed and not run away from. Otherwise, it is going to start dragging me down into that, that dark abyss. And so, yeah, it's all about learning. Like you said, you know, you learn so much about yourself. They've done studies too that have shown that an ignored shadow, when you ignore those things and think you can continue to hide, it'll manifest into your physical body. It'll manifest oh, yeah. not just as as depression and anxiety and fears and stuff like that, but also as pain, as sickness, mm-hmm. disease. Disease is just dis-ease. You're not at ease. You're not balanced within your body. Yep. And so that's is another indicator. So many of us, this is what the studies are saying. So many people, they hurt so bad. They don't know where the cause is. There's no medical reasoning behind it. And you can't just say, well, I'm getting old. And so what's happening is, is they're getting on hooked on um, painkillers and things like this. And the suggestion is if you would look towards your shadows, if you would heal those things, what would happen? That pain would go. And so it's it's an interesting field of study that's happening right now. Right. Um, so sh- that what's in your shadows, it's really emotions. I mean, all of this is just emotions. They were things that made us feel bad, that made us, you know, they they made us feel sad about ourselves, bad about ourselves, disgusted with ourselves, wrong about ourselves. But it comes down to emotions and emotions are energy and motion. And so when it's not in motion, that means it is blocked. It is, you know, just blocking up and jamming up. And that starts to manifest in your physical body. And we talked about this way back when we did our earlier, earliest episodes of the podcast when we were talking about energy. And so, yeah, all of these things, they start showing up in your body as pain. In fact, lately I've been... Um, experiencing a lot of neck and back pain because I've been sleeping weird um, physically. But also I know that there's um, just with everything going on, there's, you know, tension that I need to address. And there's also fears and anxieties that I need to address um, to loosen those muscles up. And um, I have scoliosis, so it's really important that I take care of my back. So, yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, all those diseases and, you know, the doctors, especially with women, they like to say, well, you have too much stress in your life. (laughs) And we're all like, well, how am I supposed to do anything about that? Right. Um, But really consider, really consider, you know, you're thinking top level stress, your normal everyday stress that you got to do, you know, take care of the kids, take care of the home, do your job. Whatever else you have on your plate, take care of the elders, whatever it is on your plate. And you're like, there's absolutely no way I can get rid of that. But maybe dig down and think about maybe this is older stress. Maybe this is stress from your shadow that's causing this pain. It's not the everyday, necessarily the everyday things. It's It could be deeper. And that might be something that you can actually address. Let's see. Some other reasons is uh, self-acceptance. Because you're, it's based on a knowledge of your complete self and you realize what a beautiful person you really are. Turning to your shadow diffuses negative emotions that spontaneously erupt in your daily life. And that's where those outbursts come from and what we we're talking about triggers and such. Um, you can free yourself of guilt and shame. This was a lot for me. A lot of my work was carrying around so much guilt and shame. And that is what really led me into so many episodes of my darkest depression and realizing why I was carrying it around. And some of it wasn't even mine. It was ancestors. It was passed down to me. Um, It was stuff I picked up from other people along the way that, you know, carrying their guilt and their shame because they felt 
bad about something, which made me feel bad about it. You know, those are things you don't have to carry around. And so you really free up so much energy when you let that go. And then getting back to relationships, when you do your own work on your own shadow, you can, you recognize when you are unfairly projecting on other people, you become aware, you become awake to that conscious of your behavior, your reactions, and are they in alignment and what needs to be adjusted. And that can just make such a difference in your relationships how you engage with other people, your self-confidence, your self-esteem, um, when because you start look, you stop looking outward to all these things that caused it, and you look inward to yourself as a solution and how you can change that just within yourself. Um, just one last thing is when you heal your own shadow and bring your whole yourself back to wholeness you are creating a ripple effect to the collective. And so you are helping the collective overcome their shadow, the big shadow. So that's that's one last important thing why you want to do it. I'm excited for this series that we're able just to talk more about shadow work and things like that. So I'm excited for the upcoming episodes of Starlight Tea. It's a, it's a big subject and it can get heavy, but... It's one that's important. It's one that's needed. It is. It really is. And that's, you know, where where we can leave off for right now because there, it is so big and there's so much to say about it. Um, I think next time we are going to give you um, at least some initial tools to work with to do shadow work um, because there's just so much. Don't fear it. And we all shy away from it. Now, I am a Scorpio moon. So this is my jam. My jam is going down and digging into that deep stuff that nobody else wants to look at. And that's what I do in my coaching. So if if you are scared and you don't want to do it alone, I am here. There are other people who are there for you who will do it with you. But don't be scared of it because it seems dark and scary, but it's just you. That's all that's in there is it's you and you're not living your full self. You know, you're, you're kind of going through the world as only half a person when you don't heal your shadow self and you don't bring that into light. And that's what we'll talk about too in the next few episodes is how to do the healing. You know, I will tell you just as a very too long didn't read kind of response is you bring love to it whatever that is that you have buried inside yeah. just bring love to it and that will bring it out into the light and you reintegrate it into yourself just think about all of the possibilities of what life could be if you were living it fully and completely and authentically and you and I have done so much healing to get there and I hope it's inspiring um, I hope our listeners, you know, will take this and sit with it and ponder, okay, what's in my shadow? And if anything, just, you know, through this series, just to get yourself started is pay attention to when you're triggered, when you're having a very strong emotional response. And even when it's a good response, because like I said, a lot of times, like, um, when you're really excited about something and, but then you think, oh, but I could never be that good. You know, like um, you see someone else doing something that's really amazing, a good friend, and you're really excited for them, and that, but you kind of shut yourself down as whether that could ever happen for you. Well, it can. Um, that's, you know, something for you to look at is why do you believe that it can't? Why do you believe that that's something that you could never accomplish? And maybe there's is, you know, some truth in it, but you'll see where your strong points are that you have buried. Like, okay, well, maybe I'm not as good at X, but I, you know, I really used to be so interested and passionate about and so good at Y, but I stopped doing that. Why did I stop doing it? And then, you know, that's when you start exploring your shadows. Yeah. And I just, before we leave it off, just to, to share 
one way that I think of shadow work, it's just a big mirror. It holds things up to you to work on. When these, when I think of triggers, like I, I, I think of those times, like when I've been frustrated at family members repeatedly and, and you kind of get stuck in that pattern of upset and you've got this long list and there comes a point where it's not being resolved and it's causing tension. It's causing resentment. Shadow work taught me, hang a second, stop. Let's look at this situation a little different. Why is this bothering me so much? Let me take this family member out of the situation and just look at the situation. Why does this bug me? Why is this hurting? What do I need to learn? What do I need to heal? And so, yeah, that's why I kind of think of shadow work as a big mirror. And I loved what you said. And I think it's the perfect way to to end this part of what's in the shadow, you. And so hopefully by the end of this series, once we've talked a little more about shadow work, you'll be able to walk into those shadows and fully just love every aspect of yourself, every part of you, because you are beautiful, you're amazing, and you make a difference and you're important. And it's important for you to feel complete. So yeah, that's our hope for this series. Yeah, perfectly said. And just one more thing to wrap it up and suggestion of something that you can do so our natural impulse when we're faced with a shadow is to deny or play it down or say we'll try to do better next time but that's not enough we have to acknowledge the shadow and give it a seat at the table we have to converse with it get to know it and see what it has to offer so shying away from it is not going to get you to that person that you really want to be you're not going to be able to create that life that you really want So I am going to kind of challenge our listeners um, to get out your journal and just journal your answer to this question. Is there anything that might try to stop you from facing your shadow? And then, yeah. Yeah, if you feel, feel like you can or it's something that you'd like, we'd love to hear some of your thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah, if it's something that you feel comfortable sharing or if you, if you want to keep it private but you still want to share it with one of us, we are here for you. Um, we will hold you and see you and give you, you know, whatever, help you with whatever healing that you need to do. Um, also, it is a really big subject. It, it confusing and scary because it's, it's shadow work. Um, but If there's anything that you want to make sure that we cover over the next few weeks, um, any questions that you have, please also drop those in the comments or send us an email about them um, so we can make sure we cover um, your your all's questions and we, we do a good job on this. So, Belinda, what Starburst are you sharing today? Well... Um, it, I'm going to share a book. It's The Goddess in the Shadow by Alicia Rye. It's actually a book that we put on our falling reading list that's in the This Once Moon Beams magazine. And I had it on my TBR, but now it's read and it is incredible. Um, it seems especially fitting to share it with us just starting to talk about shadow work in this season because that's what this author does she talks a little bit about it but what she does is she ties it into how you can work with different goddesses the different lessons that they can help you with and the different ways by working together with the goddesses that you can heal and so it's a brilliant book it's available on amazon and i'm sure it's on other booksellers. It's called The Goddess in the Shadow by Alicia Wright, and I highly recommend it. Highly, highly. What about you, Christy? What's your starburst today? I am also starbursting a book, um, and it's another one that was on our uh, fall reading list that we presented on the podcast, and also we gave more details in the September issue of Moonbeams Magazine. The one that I am sharing is How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPira. 
She's known as the holistic psychologist. She is a psychologist, but she's also spiritual, which is why I love her work. Um, and basically she's talking about the work, the shadow work. Um, it's not necessarily always called that in mainstream psychology and therapy, but that's what it's referring to. Like I said, Carl Jung, I mean, so many, uh, psychotherapists of today are, uh, trained in his teachings and he coined it and she really kind of goes into it. So I use that as a big part of my research, um, for doing my own shadow work and then teaching it at the retreat last year and sharing it with clients and such. So I really highly recommend that. It is a lot more um, straightforward than what Belinda recommended. So they both have very good perspectives and angles to take because it is, it's coming from a PhD, you know, Dr. Nicola Pira and Belinda's is taking more of the goddess and the spiritual perspective, but they, they mesh so beautifully together. And Belinda was sending me quotes in some of the, they were mentioning Carl Jung too. So um, <laughs> it, it all integrates, it all intertwines and weaves together. So it just depends on what you're looking for something that's going to be more like step-by-step, step, do this, do this, do that. Um, from a psychological perspective, or if you want to delve in and, you know, take a goddess along this journey with you. So I love it. I love it. I love shadow work, if you can't tell. So thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Uh, please come back next Wednesday when we'll be continuing the discussion on shadow work. Until then, you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. Or if you go to the show notes, you'll find the Linktree link there. Click on that and it'll give you all those options so that we're just a click away. Yes. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to shoot us a direct message or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.